Welcome to the Sharpway Show. I know it has been a while. I've been running all around the place, but I came back for Monday. It's a holiday too, isn't it? Uh, is it Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day or Italian American Day? You pick the day. I love them all. Be the day that you like best. Let's do that one. Um, I'm glad I'm here today, 7 p.m. on the East Coast, so you get to see my mug again. As some of you know, I spent the weekend and last week, weekend, traveling around New York State, trying to do my my best to kind of keep my state together to the best of my ability and to stay ahead of the game, if I can, on what's going on and what people are finding uh, trouble with. And that's what I've been doing. So if you like the show, thank you so much for having some patience with me. I know I've been out for a bit, but please do me that same favor I ask all the time. Like, comment, share. The shadow banning that I've been getting, and you've seen it, the shadow banning from Facebook, from Twitter has been, not Twitter as much, but Facebook and YouTube has been terrible. The only way I get around it is if you like, if you comment, you share. So please do that to help me get around the shadow banning so people can see what we're doing here today. Thank you so much um, for all uh, of you who are watching. I know it's an AMA, and as always, I will take all the questions and comments that you have as I try to the best of my ability, but there was something that I saw, I'm going to start this up, from this weekend. I didn't get to watch the Sunday shows or Saturday shows at all, but when I came back today, I spent some time trying to catch up, you know, if I could catch up with all the shows, and one of my watch was Smirconish, which I had put on my DDR, and I watched a bit. And there's a little chunk that I wanted to bring up. And it was the idea of the idea that why are people not working? Is it just because the government's given us checks? Have things changed? And if you remember, I mentioned this a year ago. I said, if we spend too much time locking people down, you are going to actually change how people think. Change how we act and change culture. Work culture. I think it's some of them too. Some of that too, I should say. Let me wa- let me let you see what Smirconis says. He has a guest on who talks about this. And you tell me if I'm in the right spot here at all. Maybe I'm off. And and if I'm wrong, I'm sure you will tell me how wrong I am. The new job numbers are in. They're bad news for the Biden administration. This is true. Why is this happening? In September, U.S. employers added only 194,000 jobs. Yep. That was down from 336,000. So we, we, we didn't add that many jobs, about half as many jobs that we actually um, added. Wow. Right? So why? What's going on here? And, pardon me, 366,000 in August. And far below the more than 1 million plus jobs added in July. Mm-hmm. As of the last business day in July, the number of job openings in the United States was 10.9 million. So that means 10.9 million job openings. People, companies who are openly looking, you know, for employers, employees, I'm sorry. Now that's government stats. And as of September, 7.7 million Americans are unemployed. Okay, so there's 10 million jobs, almost 11 million open, and there's 8 million people looking for work. That seems amazing, doesn't it? That seems to go together in theory, but it's not, right? It's not. So why? So if there's a job for everyone, why is every job not filled? There we go. Jamie Ayton offers a provocative answer in this piece that he wrote for Smirconish.com. That's you. Our psychology, not pay, is driving the great resignation. 
And I think that that's what people are calling it, the great resignation, that people are just not going back to work. And the easy answer is, well, government's paying, right? But the government pay stopped this month. So we'll see, right? We'll see if that's true. Not the government pay, but the extra goodies have gone. So we'll see if that's actually true or not. But I've been telling you what I think it is. I think it's a lot of black market working. A lot of black market work. Dr. Ayton joins me now. He's founder and co-director of the Wheaton College Humanitarian Disaster Institute. So you study like disaster Bastard. psychology, the psychology Good. of those who've been caught up in some form of disaster. What is it that you see in the pandemic as it relates to jobs? Well, Michael, thanks for having me. And I think one yeah, of the biggest things that has really stood out to me, having studied disasters for the last 15 mm -hmm. years around the globe, including COVID-19. Now, this is the piece I have to bring up, which is bothering me tremendously. The disaster is not COVID-19. The disaster was the government response. This is a self-inflicted disaster. Let me go, but Larry, COVID kills people. It does, no doubt. But it isn't like it's the Black Plague. It is the Black Plague for a certain segment of our population. If you are over 60, 65, and you have a pre-existing condition or more, multiple and specifically, it's like 25, 30% death rate. That is the plague for that segment of our population. Outside of that segment of our population, this isn't the plague. So with that, with that exception, and 90 some odd percent of those people are vaccinated. So the actual disaster that's hitting us is not COVID. That was a trigger. COVID is real and was a trigger, but the actual disaster was how stupid re we reacted. That's the, so I wanna make sure that's clear. COVID's not the disaster, that was a trigger. The disaster is what we did is that what's happening here isn't just about pay, but it's much deeper that what's happening is that this trauma of going through COVID-19 is causing people to reevaluate their- Okay, no, not the trauma of going through COVID-19, the trauma of going through the massive changes in our society due to government force. Just make sure that's the clear part. Make sure that's the clear piece. Life, including their careers, and they're looking for better ways to live, which yep. means that businesses are gonna have to change the way they do things if they want to be- But hold on, right? He says, people are looking for better ways to live. What does that mean? And what I mean by that is, when the government told us all to go home, a lot of things happened, and some of you felt it or saw it or know it. One of them is, people were able to spend more time at home doing things they enjoyed online, whether that was listening to their favorite YouTuber, whether that was watching Netflix, whether that was joining some cool Facebook group or whatever is the thing you enjoyed. You maybe were able to sit at home and spend more time playing with your dog or your family, whatever the case may be. You didn't realize that before the government decided that, that was you had to stay home. Well, now you wanna do that. I get it, you've been doing it for a year and a half. That now is, that that's now your your way of working. Your way, your lifestyle is I get a check and I get to binge watch Netflix whenever the new cool thing comes out. I could jump on, you know, whatever, Disney Plus and watch The Mandalorian or whatever is your cool thing. Is that the cool thing now? Whatever the cool thing is now, I can I can watch that thing. And I and that's an issue that I think is changed a lot of people. And now people want that. When you go to work, you can't do that. 
your boss is not going to say you sit, you're going to sit here, I'm going to pay you, and you get to watch The Mandalorian. Uh, it's not going to fly. Be able to retain and attract new employees. I get radio callers, callers to my radio program day in and day out who are small business people, and they say, yep. wait a minute. It's all about the government paying too much money. Yep. Eviction forbearance or the enhanced unemployment benefits. You know, I think that's right, but that's not everything, right? The, I think it's too simple to say it's just that. It is that, and it's a mindset. It's everything. It's, it's not only that. I, as a small business person, am now competing with the federal government. That part's true. But you think it's more than that. I, he's, yeah, it is more than that. Absolutely. Right. You know, one of the things that small businesses can offer that the government can't offer to their employees are a number of different factors, such as having a sense of community, being yes. able to find meaning and purpose in their work, yes. being able to serve their local communities. So I see. But here's the problem that he says he's right. This, this guy's really smart. There are a lot of people right now who are literally saying, I want to do something better. I care about my community. I, I watched my community collapse with the lockdowns. And I want to do something better. It's true. But what neither of them is saying is, I need to get government out of the way to do that. I've got to change government licensing. I've got to change restrictions. I've got to change taxation. I have to change so much of government so I can allow my community to grow again. This is where there can be a renaissance. And if you've heard me talk before, I bring this up often. So many people in cities are now packing up and leaving the cities and going into suburban areas or going into rural areas. There is a chance now for a renaissance in the suburbs and rural areas as wealthy people from cities move out and they come out and go, wow, I, I like this stuff. This is, this, is good. this is a good way of living. I'd rather be here than be in that crowded city. Hmm. You know what? The cool things that I like aren't really here. Maybe I should spend some money and invest. And they will. And they will, and it can actually help out the local communities. This can be done now. I think that the small business owner can really start to do even small things like creating new opportunities of hiring within that can go in a long way because – Yeah, he's now he's just saying stuff. He, he's right, but he has no answer. The problem is Jamie's smart, but he doesn't know anything about business. He just knows like disaster stuff. So I was like, they can just hire from within. What does, how does a small business hire from within when there's three people, two people? It makes no sense. He can just create opportunities. What, out of magic? Pull out of his ass? Stop. That, th that's what big businesses can do. When you have a thousand people, then you can swap and change things, right? Then you can hire from within when you have a thousand people. You got three people. What are you going to do? You can hire from within. You can barely solve the three guys you got. People are looking for opportunities for growth. Well, Dr. Ayton, you've anticipated my next question. So maybe I am a, a, a franchise for a fast food company mm -hmm. uh, or some other type of small business. And there are sure. many that are just struggling. To Note what he said, franchise, because that's how most small businesses are in the franchise, because the, the local guy or gal to open their own store gets crushed. Change that. Change what you just said. He went right to franchise because franchise, well, again, I am not against franchises, guys. Franchises are wonderful. For a lot of people, right, for a lot of people, that is a great way, right, for, for people who aren't sure how to move into entrepreneurship. Franchises are wonderful. I love them. You should have them. The problem is there's simply too many of them. It's too big a chunk of our economy because franchises, while they're small businesses, are really big businesses, right? They're controlled by big business, and that's the issue. So, no. To fill jobs. Give me a tip. If you're right 
and it's more psychology than pay, and you do acknowledge pay is a factor, what should I be doing to attract a workforce? One of the things that you can really start to do is to really focus on creating that opportunity for the worker. All right. And that can say, I'm going to end here. That's all I have to say about that. He just, he's just talking trash. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's fine. Um, his idea is correct. Absolutely. And this is what I'm talking about. There is actually a way that we can now begin to grow. If we change local rules and regulations and allow people who are leaving now to decide and said, you know what I want to do? Start my own business. You know what I want to do? Start a nonprofit. You know what I want to do? Do something that I feel motivated about. We can make some changes. And that was a point I wanted to bring up. It isn't just the money. It is. But it's more than that. Let me grab a couple comments here. And question, you have a lot of those. Um, Rob says, Leaf Erickson Day. All right, let's do Leaf Erickson Day. I like that. I'm in. Any day you want. I, I like that. I love that. Leif Erickson. Was he, he was, was he Norwegian or Swedish? Robert, you're Norwegian, so he probably was Norwegian. I don't. I know he was Scandinavian. I don't remember exactly where he came from. So, great, I guess. Yes. Uh, Kirsten says, I like that Larry's such a fast talker, so efficient. Not everyone agrees with you, Kirsten. They tend to think I speak too quickly, which is kind of true. But I am a New Yorker, New York City guy. That is me. I don't hide who I am. And I get excited, so I speak quickly. But I am efficient. I think that's true. Yes. So uh, James says, thank you for following me on Twitter as I run for state representative in Missouri. You are more than welcome. I am borrowing some of your policies. Please borrow any of them that you think. In fact, don't borrow. Just take. They are yours. Call them yours. If anybody's running and you like any of my policies, please just take them. Go to LarrySharp.com. Take all my policies. Act like they're yours. I'll be in the audience clapping. I want change. It doesn't have to be me. For those of you who saw me on Joe Rogan, at the end of that Joe Rogan um, episode, he said, Larry, you got great ideas. Where'd you get them from? I said, me and my team put them together. He said, you better lock those ideas down. I said, why? He said, people take them. I said, good. Take them all. I don't have to run. Please. So yes, yes, and yes. James says, where do I figure out where you'll be next? Yeah. Um, sadly, last weekend, Facebook shut down. Remember, it shut down, trashed my whole schedule that I had on Facebook. And so I, I was using Facebook as a way of listing all the places I'm going to be. We're setting up the schedule now um, the, the, uh, for where we're going to go across the rest of the state. It will be at LarrySharp.com. You can click on the, um, the events, and it will be there. Um, we're just setting up our next. Our next run begins, I think, November 5th, I believe. November 5th is my next trip. It'll be about three or four days. So I'll do another one, November 5th, another one, uh, November, I think, 20th, I think, or in that area. So in that area, is when I'm, I'm actually going to be staying home-based for a bit for a couple of weeks to spend some time with my family. I'll be back on the road um, in about two or three weeks. So there we go. All right, let me keep going here. Um, Avi says, Larry, went to a Republican fundraiser in New Jersey last week for business reasons, was dull. That's the norm. Uh, no questions, just platitudes about terrible Dems are. That's, don't I always tell you that, Avi? That's how it always is. They don't have answers. They go, other guy bad. To be forward, Democrats are the same, right? Uh, this happened to be Republican, but if you'd gone to a Democrat one, it would have been the same, right? No questions, other guy bad. That's it. Uh, he said he can use no actual plans to fix the state. Of course not. They don't have any. Um, they could learn from you to talk to their audience instead of the self-absorbed monologues. Yeah, but why would they when it works? 
Avi, why would they bother? Right? It works. This is all about blue team, red team. So you're in the blue team, you vote blue. You're in the red team, you vote red. Who cares? And that's the problem, right? So I'm trying to make that change. So I'm trying to give you some plans. The problem is, Avi, if they come up with a plan, someone will attack their plan. And they don't want that. So if you look at what, what people tell you all the time, the, the, the pundits always tell you and the strategists always tell you and consultants tell you, do not put detailed plans on your website because they're just going to attack your plans and find holes in them and they'll attack you on it. That's literally what consultants will tell people who are running. Don't do it because they'll attack you. I want you to attack me, Avi. I talk about my plans all the time. I would like you to attack me. I want you all to. I hope you do. Because they think you've got to be right. No, no. I want the right answer. And when people attack my plans, one of three things happens. One, I go, maybe you're right. Maybe I should make some adjustments and shifts in my plan to make them better. You've seen me do it. Many of you have. I have changed my mind. I've shifted. I've tweaked my plans. I've changed my website. When I thought things weren't right or changed, absolutely. Done it before. We'll do it again. Or... I stick to my guns. I know I'm right. I'm like, see, I'm right. You, you've attacked me. It's bogus. I've shown you that I'm correct. Or three, we agree to disagree because we have different outcomes. Win, win, win. I don't mind, but you're correct. I mean, they won't do that because their, their, their plans would mean actual change and change means they can't keep the same game going on. What you're finding most people now who are running for office, Republican, Democrat, if they've been running before, not new, the new guys and gals still think they can make change. The, the, the older ones, they're just trying to grift until the faucet runs clean. They're keeping the faucet on until the faucet runs out. Eventually, the money runs out, and they figure they got a bunch of years, suck up all the money, grift what you can grift before it all goes under. That's where they are right now. They won't tell you that, but it's obvious because they have no answers. So, yes. Rebecca says, doesn't help that they are firing good, able, working people just because they don't want to put something in their body. Rebecca, I can't disagree with that. You're right. It doesn't help that now people are feeling like they're not wanted. Why would you want to go work when you don't feel like you're wanted? Why would you want to go work when they're going to act like you're the evil one? I get it. I wouldn't want to go there either. I'm with you. Chip says, hi, Larry. What's the word on on happiness? I know I am super behind on happiness. It's a whole lot harder writing a book than I thought it was. Sucked up so much of my time and editing is just brutal. Um, I hope it'll be out before the end of the year. I, I had to redo a lot of stuff. It just, it wasn't working the way I wanted it to work. And it was a whole lot harder than I thought. It's easier to talk about it than it is to write it. How about that, Chip? Um, and I thought, because I can talk about it literally for hours. I thought it would be much easier to transcribe, write, and edit, a whole lot harder. And so I'm using a, a, a very savvy book uh, consultant to uh, make this work. So soon, soon, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put out garbage. So I misjudged and I said, you know what? I'd rather wait than put out garbage. That's why it's off. So sorry. Joe says, notice CNN stated that as employers, not adding as many jobs, when it's good news, they will say government creating jobs. Ooh, I like that. So it's it's employers when it's bad, it's government when it's good. That's good. I like that. Yes. So, all right. Um, David says, I think it's pay and lack of training. There's a part to that, David. Um, But the training isn't necessarily 
how do I explain training? The training isn't necessarily in a specific thing. What I mean by that is a lot of the training, a lot of people will hire you without the right training. They'll do on the job training. The worry is they, they worry about your work ethic more than anything. They're worried about your work ethic, right? If you say, David, I'm going to give you a new job and train you in something you don't know. That's going to be hard for you. You're going to fail. You might feel dumb because it's something new. You don't know it yet. You might feel like, you know, you're failing. Are you just going to pack up and leave in a week? Sadly, many do. And if any of you work in a world where you have to do a lot of on-the-job training, you've watched it. People often don't like having to learn something totally new. They feel dumb. And you shouldn't feel dumb. It's something new, right? You got to learn it. You don't know it. But it doesn't feel good, particularly if you're in a new field where before you knew your stuff. So you were smart and savvy and you knew your old job. Now you got to come to a new job where you don't know anything yet. It's new to you. And now you feel bad. You don't like it. Maybe someone younger is training you. So you don't like that. That feels bad. Add, add, add. You wind up leaving. Or worse, you haven't had a real good job. So you don't have a good work ethic. You don't like getting up six, seven o'clock in the morning to go to work. You want to get up nine o'clock, watch Netflix, show up to work at 11. Well, good for you, but employers don't always like that. You got to find a specific job where employers like show up at 11 and don't mind. Not impossible to find, but hard to find is all I'm saying. So I think it is, but maybe not what someone might be thinking. So Nassim says, I think people got lazy while on lockdown or the jobs they added people don't want. I think there's some truth to that, Nazim, but it depends on whether you call it lazy or not. And I'm not sure I would call it lazy. I think people just, a lot of people, got used to having a bit more freedom in their daily life and and having a lot more fun in their daily life. Not Maybe not fun, that's not the right answer. Um, interest in their daily life, control to do what they want to do in their daily life. I think some of that. If you call that lazy, then maybe, but... It's also a change in who we are and the jobs added. You're right. People don't want, right? I mean, why would you want to bust your rump all day doing something when you don't have to? And there's a difference though here. It's not that, that hard work people, it's not that people don't want to do hard work. Some people do. Some people love hard work. You know, I know people who are, you know, roofers and carpenters and plumbers. They're not scared of hard work. They love hard work. They love what they do. They just want to get paid very well for it. For them, as luck would have it, there are very few people right now in New York State who are doing that. So they can get paid pretty well to bust their rump every day. And they like busting their rump, so good for them. But if you spent a year and a half sitting at home, I guess to your point, Azim, if you spent a year and a half sitting at home, not doing much, or worse, doing black market work, labor on the black market, which tends to be easier, right? Because it's illegal. So it tends to be easier and get good cash because it's illegal. Do you really want to go now work for some guy, work harder for less when the black market's paying you more for less? So maybe I'd call it lazy, but maybe I would just say it's a change in what people see or what they value. Either one. So Sean Mapp says, you know how we fix the employment problem? Fire perfectly fine employees for not applying to ridiculous mandates. Someone thought that was the right answer, Sean. To be to be forward, most of these people actually don't care. I know you can think, wait a minute, 
You tell me they don't care? They don't care. The, the goal of the system is to support and defend the system. If people are hurt in the process, oh well. They don't want to hurt people. People think it's, it's, they think it's somehow vindictive or angry. It isn't. They don't care if they hurt people. If they don't hurt people, good. If they hurt people, good too. But the system must survive for the system's sake. What happens is just collateral damage. So the people that hurt is, isn't on purpose. It's through negligence, not through malice, if that makes any sense. Right? They're not trying to hurt. They just don't care. If you get hurt, ah, you get hurt. I think that's what it is. All right. Um, the left, health care is a right. Also the, the left, no, no vax, no medical treatment. Accurate, Avi. At least not a damn to pretend anymore that health care is a right. Oh, no, they do. Health care is a right for us. It is a right for us. Not for you guys. That's how it works. It's can they put a line. That's all. That's not a line. You get what you get. This side of the line, well, it's all right. Just stay on this side of the line. That's it. So, yes. <laughs> Joe says, what do you think about one of the airlines having issue, having issues having to cancel thousands of flights? I heard it was due to pilot unions being against the mandate shot. The airline blamed the FEC. Here's what I think. Why in the hell is the federal government deciding what happens in airlines? Why? Well, because they cross over states. So now it decides what every trucker does. Truckers cross the states too. Does it now decide what every trucker does now? So, so do all, of, almost all, almost all of our cell phones. They, they bounce off of things in the states. Does it now control everything for the cell phones now? Why? No need. No need. If airlines want to create mandates, great. If airlines don't, great. You know what airline would never do it? Spirit would never do a mandate. Whatever, show up with whatever you want. And people would go, well, they wouldn't. People fly Spirit Airlines. I don't know why they do, but they do. So they fly it, and then that's fine, whatever whatever it is. So that's what I think. If the airline blamed the FEC, yeah, I'm blaming them too. Yep, I'm blaming them too. Why are they controlling that? Why, 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 why is there a TSA? Why don't airports have their own security? They couldn't figure out security on their own? Right? Airports would just go, whatever, come on in, do whatever you want. They wouldn't have security? Of course they would. Airlines could pay for it. Or not. Whatever the airline wants to do. Again, Spirit would have no security. But it's fine. I'm just saying, that's what they would do, and people would still go. My point being, my answer, what I think about it, why is the federal government even handling that? Not required. Not it just again, as always, making things worse, not better. In every way. Every time the federal government gets involved, it makes things worse, not better. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, Tom says, the, less, the left has scared the crap out of half the country about COVID. Some people are scared to go to work. I think that's true also, but I don't think it's that big of a piece. But there is a chunk of that, right? I think it becomes magnified, but I don't think it's, it, it's, it's that big of a piece. But it is a, it is a chunk. Davis says, a lot of companies get rid of people as soon as they hire them. They don't want them there. They're not the right fit, right? The, the other problem we have is some people have been out of work for so long, they just want a job. And I get that. I do. I understand somebody saying, Larry, I got to pay bills. I got to move forward. I can't stay home anymore. I got to get back in the game. I understand that. that. That's emotional. That makes sense. 
I probably would feel the same way. To be forward for the individual, it's a bad idea. You don't want to let inertia run your career or your profession. You want to be picking jobs that work for you. And sadly, most people don't. They go, who's hiring? I'll go there. You got a job? I'll go there. And they got to pay bills. I'm not mad at them for it, right? I mean, sometimes you got to pay bills and you got to do what you got to do to pay your bills. I've been there also. I've taken jobs I probably shouldn't have taken, right? I get that. What I'm saying is the best of your ability, you want to not do that. You you don't want to be running away from something out of desperation. You're going to be running towards something that you want. That can be challenging, particularly if you haven't worked for a while. So I think people are jumping on jobs realizing, I don't want to be here. That shows the people are so desperate to hire because they can't find to be like, you got, are you breathing? You're hired. So they're hiring the wrong people also. So this is not just on the employee's responsibility. It is on them because many of them are just picking the first job they can get. It's also the employer who's like, I just need bodies. I'll take you. No, most bad employees. There are some exceptions, obviously, but most bad employees actually aren't bad employees. They're in the wrong job. They're at the wrong company in the wrong job. If you find people who get the right job in the right company, they can thrive when the last company, they were a terrible employee. Why? They shouldn't have been there. They should have never been hired, and they should never try to get that job. And they did it anyway, and they're unhappy. Everybody's unhappy, and they're a crappy employee. Then they find the right job. They're a great employee. So it does happen. Um, His real name's hidden. Um, Bad pay and no health benefits. Also true. And this is an issue, right? I actually, some people get are like, well, Larry, do you want these people getting paid a lot of money? And I'm like, I don't mind that at all. I actually don't mind if people working at, you know, a fast food joint get $30 an hour and, and, and help them. With that. I, whatever. It's fine. They think that's right. They should do it. It's, I'm not running that business. My problem is not that. If, if this had been happening over time, and we didn't have a culture that just waits for the government to raise the rates, right? But we as humans, as, as workers, we go, no, I'm not working at Subway for $9 an hour. I'm only going to work at Subway for $20 an hour or whatever. And I'm not working if I don't get health benefits. Too bad I'm staying home. Too bad. If we as a group of people were just doing that naturally through the market over time, I wouldn't care. If that's what labor demands – then that's how the market works. I'm I'm fine with that if that's how it works. But generally speaking, not 100%, but generally speaking, that goes over time, right? And workers should get angry and say, no, 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 I want more. And then and then pricing goes up accordingly. And, and we as a society can handle that. And we can we work to deal with that as we move forward. The problem is this time the government said, hey, here's some money. Now match what you want against this money. Now the government got involved and it made it here. So now people go, well, I like that. Well, you got to give me at least that or I'm not coming in. And in the long run, that might be a good thing. The market might adjust perfectly as possible. But no matter what, with that kind of shock to our system, and it's unnatural because government stepped in, there's going to be a whole lot of problems to get there. A whole lot. A lot of disruption. Um, the supply chain fast food workers, diners who can't get people to work, a bunch. And now you're asking a lot of a small business owner. 
not that they shouldn't do it, but you're asking a small business owner to almost overnight change how he hires and fires and a salary. That's hard. That's hard. But if we had shifted over the course of time, then that business owner has to shift as the market shifts or he fails or she fails. I'm okay with that. That's how the market works. But this was a shock. So now you got a, a, a an owner and she used to pay her employees, whatever, three bucks an hour plus tips. I'm making that up, right? Whatever she did. And now she's got to pay them 17 bucks an hour plus tips. And maybe her workers deserve it. I'm not saying they don't. But that's a lot for her to even just grasp. Wait a minute. I was paying three bucks. I got to pay 17 overnight. What? And I just got my buck kicked by being shut down by the government for the past year? And my income's been cut in half for the past year? And now I got to pay him 17 bucks an hour? That's a lot to ask of a small business owner. That's all I'm saying. Big business did a whole lot better and has cushions and can borrow so they could actually handle it. Big business can deal with this issue. How can small? It's a lot to ask. So again, I'm not against this happening. If the workers of America decide they're not going to work at Subway, except they, unless they get 20 bucks an hour, okay. But to smash it on the small business owner literally o- almost overnight after they've been hammered for a year, holy crap, is that unfair to the, to the business owner? Versus having it work over time. I guess that's my issue, right? I hope people get more money. I hope people get more pay. That's a great thing. It's a great thing. So Don says, happy Columbus Day. There we go. For you, it's Columbus Day. I love it. Absolutely. Yes. So Sean says, I think a lot of people realize they hated their underpaid jobs. That too. Or they also, there's a part of it, kind of goes to what Nazim was saying. They kind of realize what they were missing. Right? Like, man, I'm missing something. Do I really want to go back when I'm missing something? I think some of that too. Yeah. Remember, pay isn't everything. Pay matters. I don't I don't want to take it away. Pay matters. Of course it does. But so does lifestyle. That also matters, right? I talk often about people being happy. And happiness isn't just the big paycheck. Again, not against the big paychecks. Hope you guys get big paychecks. But you want to get a nice paycheck and you want to have a nice life too. You want to enjoy, you know, the money that you bring in. And if you can't do that, you're not going to be happy. So, yes. Abby says, Larry, can't wait for you to become governor and do naming rights for infrastructure. Yes. The best moment will be removing Cuomo's name from the bridge. <laughs> that, that alone is going to raise the vote for you. Thank you, my friend. I do appreciate it. That's actually funny. But I've actually said, if the Cuomo family wants to keep that name, no worries. $30 million a year. You can keep the name. You can write that check, write that check, you can keep it. As long as you keep writing the check, you can keep it. Yes. Runeim says, we are not worth $7.25 an hour. It's an issue. Yes, absolutely. Um, Box says, my company has hired at least five new employees who never showed for the first day in the last six months. Wow. I wish that was the, I wish that was, the only time I heard that. I've heard that kind of thing more than once. Yeah, people aren't showing up. I agree. Roman says, Larry, do you believe Democrats will lose the House and Senate in 2022? Um, right now, I'm kind of unsure. I don't know where the Republicans are going to go. The Democrats are going out of their way to shoot themselves in the foot. 
But if Republicans aren't doing a good job either, uh, obviously the two, he's, they're not showing, I have the answer. Republicans are not doing that. They're just going, Democrats bad. Democrats bad, which is fine. But if you're worried and concerned and you want some answer, Democrats bad is not an answer, right? It's not an answer. Um, the Democrats will come up with some answer and it'll, it'll be, we'll give you more money. It'll be that type of answer because that's what Democrats always think. But that will be an answer. So if Republicans can't come up with some type of answer or plan or something, I don't know. My gut says there will not be a massive change, but there will be a change, but it probably won't be Matt. My gut says not massive because of the way gerrymandering will go also. That will also change, right? If if the Republicans get what they want, they they run most of the um they run most of the uh the, the uh state senates, state assemblies. So they will affect, you know, a bunch. But you have states like, you know, New York. New York is going to try and I'm sure California will, will copy this. New York is going to try to gerrymander at least three to four Republicans out of their seats. Right? They're going to try to do that. They're going to try to make a couple of super red districts and take some medium districts and make them just blue enough. That's what they will try to do when they gerrymander. So they're going to try to gerrymander districts in New York State to make it to where about three to four um, Republicans lose their seats. That's going to be a Democratic goal. If that happens in many, um, many states, then I don't think there'll be that much of a change because the gerrymandering will will counteract that. The Democrats know that they're in trouble, right? They're aware of that. Of course they are. Why do they keep hitting the same things? Be afraid, Republicans bad. That's their whole thing. If Republicans don't have an answer, they're not going to sweep. I don't believe. And if the Democrats gerrymander large states like like New York and California to throw like four, five, six uh, Republicans out each and every time, they're going to come back. So it's it's going to be about do Republicans have a solid answer, front runner, something interesting, um, like a Newt Gingrich, like a Tea Party, right? Something like that. Tea, new, um, so Newt Gingrich from the from the ni- the nineteen nineties, or a Tea Party from the two thousands. If the Republicans have something like that, they got a shot. But if they don't, it's just Democrats bad, and Democrats are going to gerrymander. So I don't think it'll be a, a big swap either way. I do think the odds are high they lose the Senate. The House, I'm not sure of, but I think it's they'll probably lose the Senate. I'm not sure they'll lose the House. So that's my view. I hope that was clear. So, yes. All right. Um, Don says, companies like uh, I work for mandatory vaccines by December 8th. Okay. No bonus or anything. Been working through this whole thing. No bonuses or anything. Cheapest company ever. Sadly, there are many people doing that. Many, yes, many, because once you're essential, too bad. Absolutely. Shelly says the government mucked up supply and demand by putting the demand on monopolies only, and they ran out of supply. Yes, and yes, that's correct. The little guys got screwed. Monopoly guys do everything, and now they're in trouble. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, let's see if I can do this again here. Um, Brad says, teach a man how not to fish. <laughs> nice, I like that. That's what they did. They, they teach you how not to fish. Don't fish. Shh. I'll just, I'll just keep giving you money so you can just, you know, DoorDash or Grubhub some fish to you. Who needs to fish? We'll just keep doing that. Yeah. I think what winds up happening, what winds up happening again is people get accustomed to this. Right? Yes. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Avi says, Larry, you're too nice. People tell me that sometimes. 
But what they don't realize is, while I may be nice, I also stand my ground. Right? I try my best to follow, to the best of my ability, the Gandhi model. People think that to be strong, you have to be mean. Or if you're nice, you're weak. That's not true. Gandhi was nice as can be and tough as steel. Gandhi broke the back of, at the time, the largest empire in the world, the strongest empire in the world. He broke the back of the British Empire. Wasn't yelling, wasn't screaming, wasn't angry, didn't slam his fist on the table, didn't take his shoe off, hit the table, none of that. Only wore sandals anyway. But didn't do anything, didn't take his sandal off, hit the table, nothing. He just was nice, tough as nails. I never forget that part of the movie Gandhi, which one of my favorite movies is Gandhi, where he's in some province where the landowners are working along with the British owners to, to hammer a bunch of people who are, you know, sharecropping and renting. And they arrest him. Why? Because that's why they arrest him. And they bring him in and people are outside and everyone's scared and worried what's going to happen. It's going to be an issue. And the, the British magistrate there has got the, the powdered wig on, the whole deal. And I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't remember exactly what it is. He's something like, well, I fine you 10 rupees or whatever he says. And Ghani just says, with respect, I refuse to pay 10 rupees. Doesn't yell at him. Doesn't call my name, just says, literally says, with respect. With respect, I refuse to pay 10 rupees. He goes, then five rupees, or whatever he says. Ghana says, with respect, I refuse to pay five rupees. Then you can go. That's what he says. So he breaks the back, literally, of a British magistrate. Nice as can be. I think we can be nice and still be strong. I think we can. I always also go back to one more 80s movie. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm showing my age, Avi. I'm showing my age. Uh, and that is the old movie Roadhouse. You guys remember that movie? with Patrick Swayze. Remember that? He's uh, For those of you who don't know that movie, it's a typical 80s movie. If you don't like 80s movies, don't watch it. You'll hate it. If you like that type of 80s movie, tough guy movie, you'll love it if that's your type of movie, right? So it is exactly that. So... Patrick Swayze is this, this like bouncer guy who goes into clubs and and shows people how to, you know, take care of the people and be a great bouncer, that kind of stuff. So one of the things he tells his bouncers is you can do whatever you want. Just be nice. You can throw them out. Just be nice. Have a nice day as you're throwing somebody out. I also follow that, Abby. You can be nice and be strong. Anyway, I went way down some road. Abby, you got me going. All right, let me finish your comment. We need you to break out the Marine Corps DI. We all know it's inside you. There's a bit of that in me. It's true. Maybe that will give the residents of the state a backbone and push against this utopia they are possessed by. You know, there are times when I get upset. I do, right? And funny, people like Angry Larry when I get angry. I just don't get angry often. And I think the advantage of not getting angry often is when I do get upset, I think it has more impact. People notice it. I think people do. So, yeah. Ed says, the fear-mongering and government force is what damages a lot of people mentally. Yes. You know what? Thank you for that, Ed. Uh, Let me thank you for that. You're right. It isn't just the lockdowns. It's that. And it was literally the media. Remember, I was telling you, CNN had a body count every day. Death, death. These people die. These cases, blah, 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 boom. And when none of people were dying, they just put cases up. So cases, see cases, cases. Are they going to the hospital? Well, cases, are they dying? Cases, 
So they kept putting up the things that were horrible. You're totally right. It wasn't only shutdowns. It was also fear-mongering. I agree. Both. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, they got tired of hearing about the common cold and useless needles. You might be aware the media triggered the effect, which they're planning the economic downfall. You think they're, see, planning, this is the part that I'm unsure of, Ed. I, I don't think they're planning anything. I think they're taking advantage of bad things. I say it all the time. I don't think there's like some guy or gal or someone in a vault somewhere controlling everybody like puppets. I don't think so. I could be wrong. And maybe one day when you guys will show me that I'm wrong. I think it's people just sitting here waiting for the thing. Ah, good. Okay, we could use this. Let's use this to, to, to move our agenda forward. Okay, see if I can wait. Oh, this happened. Awesome. Let's use this. Right? So I think they're just waiting for the bad thing to happen to move the agenda forward. I don't think they're planning the actual things, if that makes any sense. I, I hope that's clear. So, all right. Let's see here. Um, let's see. Go down here. Um, legalize all drugs and F gun control. How can I argue with that? David says, happy Mercer Torme Day. Oh, is that her birthday today? An Italian was celebrating an Indigenous People's Day. She is nice. I like her. So, yes, let's let's do that, David. I like that. It's better. Happy Mercer Torme Day. Yes, that's what it is. Absolutely. Sean says, Squid Games, the hot new series. I actually saw Squid Games. That is the, that is the hot new series. I, yes. It wasn't that great. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't. I, people, I think, I think it was overrated. People will be mad at me now. But it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it, it dealt with some issues. So that was kind of cool. I thought the ending was kind of weird. But we'll see. All right. Anyway. Um, Epic says, CNN is S. I can't believe I'm watching this. Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought this up. When it comes to, to CNN... The weekday shows are unwatchable. You're right. The weekday shows are unwatchable. I mean, how can you watch any of the weekday shows? They're completely unwatchable. However, some of their weekend shows are actually pretty good, to be forward with you. Um, I tend to watch Smirconish on Saturday, and I tend to watch Freed Zakaria on Sundays. They're decent shows. They give you real information, real ideas. Um, Smirconish is one of the fairest. I'm going to scratch that. When it comes to CNN... Smirconish is the fairest guy on CNN. He's the fairest guy on CNN. Now, it's CNN, Epic, so just accept what I'm saying. But when it comes to CNN in that world, Smirconish is hands down the fairest of CNN. He's watchable. So is Fareed. Fareed, the thing about Fareed is weird, and I've shown you this sometimes. Fareed actually has like a, a little streak of libertarian that in him that's behind and hiding behind stuff. And every once in a while he comes out and he goes, look at this, how government has failed. The problem is as soon as it comes out, his statism just slaps it right away. He goes, get away, get back, get out of here, libertarianism. And then he always says, big government's the answer. But there's a streak of libertarianism in him that you can see the light comes out once in a while. It's begging to come out and then it gets slapped right back down. So that's why I watch those two. I think those two are, are, are shows that make sense to watch on CNN. That's just my view. So, yes. Man of Tomorrow says, why do you play the middle when you don't have any track record of taking a side? I'm not sure what you what you mean by that. Do you think I'm playing the middle? Maybe. I don't I don't see myself as playing the middle. But I'm biased. I'm me. So maybe Mr. Tomorrow, perhaps I'm wrong. The way I see this, just so you where my head is, um, my track record is very clear. Very clear. I've been doing Videos like this, lives, events, 
I've done what, 400, 500 events since 2016, more live, so much video, so many press pieces, so many posts on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I have a big track record. So I'm, I'm not sure that's accurate. And my side's always the same. Anti-big government. Every time. Crystal clear. That's my side. Big government is the problem. Constantly. I wear my libertarianism on my sleeve. So I think I do have a side. It's the libertarian side. Been crystal clear, I think at least. So do I not take the left-right paradigm side? Yes, because I don't care about those two sides. Both of those sides simply say, I'm going to just punish you because you're the other. I don't think either of those sides because those are both bad sides. Those are both authoritarian sides. So that's not my side. I take the libertarian side. I hope that's clear at least. Whether you agree or not, I don't know. If you think I'm dodging, maybe you do. Some people think I'm dodging. I'm not dodging. That's how it works. That's where I've been for literally five years now, since 2016. So I think I have a five-year track record. You can Google Larry Sharp and whatever idea, and you will see I'll have a video on it somewhere, somehow. Pretty sure. So, yes. All right, let's see here. Um, let me let me see if I can grab some more of these. All right. Um, Nazim says, I think the solution is free market and government needs to stay out of the way of economics. Yes, with, with a caveat, Nazim. The world right now, America for sure, but the world in general, wouldn't know what to do. We have to start to give them back the freedom that they don't think they even know or want. Start giving them back and you'll see them take it up. Sadly, it takes some extra time. I know libertarians get mad at me when you say, well, Larry, just get government out. When you have a society of people who think government is the only answer, if you take away government, they'll just create another one. They'll just repeat it. They don't know any better, right? We've got to make sure they get it first. And that sounds kind of paternal. I just think it's it's the truth. So I think we begin to pull things back. We didn't get here in five minutes. We got here over decades, if not centuries. It's going to take some time to, to, to come back. That's what I think. So, yes. Michelle says, people are afraid of getting a job they will lose to vaccine mandates. Ooh, also good, good point. Yes, another good point. Yes. <laughs> real Name Hinton says, the real question should be, should be when government ever intervene in our normal daily lives. Um, yes. And you've brought up a very important point that you've heard me bring up in the past. And that is heavily since 9-11, prior to that, but that's not really hit. Government took on the job of, I have to keep people safe. I have to make sure everybody's safe. You heard my governor in New York say, my number one job is to keep New Yorkers safe, care about their health. Just that. That's not her job. She made that up. That's not in her job description. That's not in her oath. She just made that up. So when you have that, and if you believe that to be true, then it's all the time, right? If you believe that government's job is to keep everybody safe, then it's all the time. Of course you would think that. But if you would think that what government's job is, particularly executives, their job is to defend and support the Constitution, in which case, when will they intervene in our normal lives? When our rights are being removed or when we are infringing on someone else's rights. In, that, in either of those two cases, I'm okay with government coming in then. If I'm taking your stuff, if I'm hurting you, if I'm taking your rights away, government should step in. Take me down. Of course they should. So if we look at government as its goal should be to protect 
the Constitution our rights, then that's when they should step in, right? That's the, that would be the time. If we look at it the way too many people look at it as, you know, keep people keep us safe, care about our health, then it's every day. And that's what we're seeing now. Too many people think that's the job of government. So of course you'd step in every day. Your job is to keep every New Yorker safe. Every day I'm stepping in, of course. Tom says, I employ 11 people. When I watched this segment yesterday, it was just word salad to me. Well, there we go, Tom. There we go. Word salad, I like that, yes. All right. Um, uh, if anyone is running for office, please take them. Larry or Joe, yes. Joe, take all my stuff. Yes, it is yours now. You can take my quotes, take it all. All yours. Yes. When should the government intervene? Almost never. Agreed, Vox. That's what I was saying. My point was, I think that's when they should. Right. When when someone's rights are being infringed upon, I'm not going to complain if government moves in then. It's fine. We'll take that. I wish that was the only time government was in. Let, let's get to that point. Then we can talk. Yes. So. All right. Um, let's see if I can grab this. Joe says Facebook events feature sucks since last update. It has been devastating for me. It's not. Yeah. Not good at all. Yes. Ben says, are you ever coming to the West Coast, Larry? I came this year. I was in California this year. I was at the uh, LP of um, I was at the LP uh, California convention. So yeah, I do go to the West Coast every once in a while. I do. Um, I probably won't go again this year. I don't think I'll go again this year. My only trip outside of New York State this year is going to be Oklahoma. I'm going to Oklahoma on the 23rd to help a, a gubernatorial candidate raise money. Um, yeah, that's the 23rd. Besides that, I'll be only, almost only in New York uh, for the rest of this year. Next year, almost the whole time I'll be in, in New York most of, my, most of the time. So I doubt I'll be going out much of, of the West Coast in the next 12 months. Probably not till maybe December of next year, November of next year, I would guess. But we'll see. Maybe. So. All right. Robert said, I was on board in 2018. Thank you. I'm on board again today. Thank you. I will donate all I can afford. Oh, you're the best, guys. Thank you. For those of you who want to support me. Uh, please head over to LarrySharp.com slash donate. I appreciate it. If any of you want to support me, I appreciate that. So I'm talking about today. Today, what I'm talking about is heading over supporting my sponsors for this show. My sponsors for this show, of course, are the Advocates for Self-Government. Very important. You can click that link to take the pandemic survey. If you want to check that out, what do you think? What should we be doing? And if you've taken a survey already, that's awesome. Take it again if you want to. But if not, share it with others. The advantage of taking this survey, as you guys saw it when I did it last week or two weeks ago, is you start thinking about the actual issues. You're not talking about red team, blue team. You're talking about actual issues. Do it. Take it. Share your results. Talk to others about it. This is how you get to talk about real issues. It moves people towards us. And most importantly, it helps my sponsors. Keep this show going. Please click the specific link that's in the description. Click that link. Heading over there. Take a couple of uh, surveys. There's many surveys out there. There's a human respect test. There's a, a police um, uh, test. There's a bunch of different tests over there, a bunch of surveys. Take them. They're fun. Interest. They make you think. Pass them on to your friends. It moves our message forward and starts real conversations. If you want to support the show directly, you can. Patreon.com slash Sharpway supports this show specifically, keeping my team happy so that we can get stuff done. And if you don't have any cash, no worries. I still love you. Like comment, and share so I can get past all of these horrible, sadly, all these horrible um, 
shadow bannings that I get constantly. So any of those will work. Thank you very much. And if you do want to support uh, uh, me uh, running around New York State, please, LarrySharp.com slash donate. So I, I thank you for that. I appreciate that. Let me keep going here. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, Shelly says, I have the same issue with finding out where you'll be. I'm going to fix it. We are fixing it. Absolutely. We are going to be fixing it. Yes. All right. Let's see if I can go here. All right. Um, Joe has another one. Every job that puts food on the table is essential. Larry. Yes, I agree with that. I said it the other day. We talk about essential jobs. And I was at an event in uh, Troy, New York, which is in Rensselaer County, right outside of uh, Albany. And I said, every single job that puts food on the table, every single job that pays bills is essential. Period. Doesn't matter what anyone says. That's how it works. It is. Now, there will be one exception. I was joking, but it's this one I would buy. If you are lucky enough, and I hope you all are in a situation where someone else in your family or loved one or spouse or whomever is paying all of your bills. They have a great job or lots of money, and they're paying all of your bills, and they're paying for your lifestyle. I hope you're all in that position. That'd be amazing. And that's happening for you, and you decide to get a job just because you're bored then that, in that specific case, that job would not be essential. I don't know how many people are in that situation. But if you happen to be in that amazing situation, then that job's not essential. That would be the only time I would say your job is not essential in that specific case. So let's hope we're all there, that we just decide to get a job because we're bored. That'd be nice. Yes. Anyway, so yes. All right. Um, Patrick says, open debate is where the best ideas are born. 100%. The censors are always the liars. Yes, yes, and yes, and it's not help. It's not helping, Patrick. the The banning and 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 shadow banning and censoring is not helping. It's just making things worse. It absolutely is. Kirsten says that thing about consultants telling people not to put their plans on their websites is very enlightening. Yes, I've been wondering why in the heck so many people think I should vote for them when they can't be bothered to tell me on their website what they want to do because their consultants tell them to do that. Because even though you may actually read it and care, the opponent is always about other guy bad, right? That's the point. Their entire campaign is other guy bad. So if the red guy puts her plan on and the blue guy doesn't put his plan on, the blue guy has ads that says, see, red guy's plan will kill you. Look at red guy's plan. She's going to murder you. Look at her. Blue guy has no plan. So she can't do it in return. If he puts his plan out, she'll do it to him. So that's why the consultants say, don't do it. But I don't care. I want you to do it. I'm fine with it. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Um, it's those slogan ideas that get traded by the party. <laughs> um, Alice says, not fair if the regulate people with masks and vax mandates are hurting the workforce. You shouldn't be required to do this. I would agree. Right? I, I, I would agree. You should, this should all be about consent, right? All be about consent. Yes. Patrick says, do you think New York will have an honest election system by your election day? I don't know. My, some of you know, my plan is to run in more than one, more than one party. In New York state, we have a fusion voting so I can run on the multiple lines. So I think the more lines I run on, the more chance things will go better because more people will be involved. So I think if I'm on one line, I'm going to struggle like last time. Last time it was obviously written against me with the, the ballot and everything. It was, it was terrible. But I think, excuse me, if I run on multiple lines, I think the odds are higher. That's what I would say. Yes. Good. Okay. 
Um, let's see here. The Nooner Eclipse says, Larry, in order to bring back healthy economy, libertarians need to take a bold, fearless stand against corporatism and globalism. The top 0.001% have robbed us blind. We are living under corporatocracy. You know, I, I hear that type of, of advice often, Nooner. It is, you know, bold and fearless. That doesn't change things. That makes you feel good. It almost becomes like a virtue signal. See, I'm against these two things. But people have been against these two things for decades. I mean, when's the last time you guys seen these protests work? I was at a protest this weekend. I spoke at one. And I asked a couple people there. I said, what do you think is going to happen from all these protests? And a bunch of them said, oh, nothing, not this government. They knew the protests weren't going to work. Some of them have been protesting for weeks. Now the press doesn't cover them anymore because they've been protesting so much. Now it's not even a thing anymore. That No one even cares anymore. They're still protesting. Not that they shouldn't. They have a right to and they should. If you want to protest, please protest. You should. Go ahead. What I'm saying is I feel like most of them are protesting now just so they can feel better about themselves, which is fine. You want to do something. You want to make a stance. I get it. I just don't think that works if I'm trying to make actual change as a, as a candidate. I think the way that I make change and get rid of corporatocracy is by getting into power and making actual changes where people can still make money other ways. The reality of it is the average bigwig, not the heavy hitter globalist, but not that person, but the average bigwig just wants to make money. That's it. They want to make money. I'll even go to the what I would think is some of the worst, which are the military industrial complex companies, right? Do the military industrial complex companies, do they want to bomb and kill people? No. They just want to make a lot of money as easy as possible. And if that happens to kill people, oh, well. Again, this is not malicious. It's just negligent. They don't care. If it happens to mean people get bombed, okay, fine. They don't get bombed? Okay. Just give me lots of money as easy as possible. That's all they want. I got it. If I can show them a way to still make money without killing people, they'll probably take it particularly if a lot of people are behind me going, I don't like you killing people anymore. I think the answer is to get a lot of people behind us and then to find the right answers to shift them someplace else. Also, more competition. The way you get rid of corporatocracy and corporatism is a very strong, very bold entrepreneur class. You have a lot of entrepreneurs, they begin to knock down the others, right? That's what I want. Lots and lots of entrepreneurs who can knock down the big guys and compete with them. I think that's how you do it. The idea of just standing and being bold is nice, but makes you feel good. I got it and I like it. It's nice, but that doesn't change anything. That just means that when things go bad, if you're still around, you're the first to go into the camp or at least you can feel good. You'll Maybe you get a book or something. When they write about the history of how everything collapsed, you'll be one of the people who they wrote a cool book about, I guess. But I don't want that. I want actual, I don't want to collapse. I don't want camps. I'm trying to make actual change. I'm not sure this is the answer. Uh, I want, I'm going to go with Avi, what I told Avi about, right? I don't, I want, I don't want to be the bold, angry, fearless guy who the corporate, the corporatists won't talk to, who the, the people about won't talk to. I want to turn them. I'm not looking for, 
I'm not looking for violent revolution. I'm not at all. I don't want that at all. No, I don't. I know some people do, and I know we might go there. I'm not naive. I know it could happen. I would like that to not happen. And I'm doing what I can for that not to happen. So I hope I was clear on what I was talking about. So, all right. Um, Alice says, I've seen people that have been trained want others to, to do their job. Ooh, there we go. See, there we go. So, all right. Um, John uh, Sam says, I'm looking forward to your book whenever it's right. Thank you. Sooner or later, it's coming. It is. It's coming. There we go. Absolutely. Um, Ben says, many found new ways to make money, turn their passion projects into an income. This is true also. Sadly, many of them are illegal and black market. That was my point. I would like us to get rid of the black market, Ben, so that people can do what they want without having to worry about the cops or problems or black market stuff. So, yes, absolutely, I agree. Should be a whole lot easier. Yes. All right, so if I go down a little further. Um, Christine says, one of my coworkers got to stay home with her baby during lockdowns, seeing first steps and first words. She's ready for another lockdown. Well, yeah, Christine. I mean, look, if, you, if you're going to bond with your kids, which obviously she did, you're bonding with your children. Why would you not want to bond with your children? Of course you'd want to. Yeah, I get that. And, that, and you know, I like what she's doing. That's good. Do I like that someone says, I want to watch, I want to binge Netflix every day? I don't like that. But some people bonded with their Netflix family or their Facebook family or their Twitter family or their YouTube families. I think that happened, too. So, yeah, I think that's I, I get that completely. Yes. So. Kristen, Kirsten says McDonald's is now hiring for sixteen dollars an hour in our little old Hamilton, Montana. Their dining room has not been reopened since COVID started and they still can't keep both their drive through lanes open during lunchtime. Wow. Wow. In Montana. I'm surprised to hear that. I'm wondering if this kind of environment will spell the end of minimum wage or if it will fuel calls for even more of minimum wages. It's a good point, right? If. No, here's what I think will happen. Government has to validate everything. Has to. Otherwise, it's not real. So companies will stop paying more. Then government will then validate that with the minimum wage. So say companies start going to $16, $70 an hour, whatever that number is. Then the government will go, we need to have a minimum wage of $17 an hour because they have no people to vote for it, and they'll do it. So I think that's how it'll work. The, the market will move first, and then the government will then validate it with their stamp of approval as if it matters. So, yes. Oh, there we go. Eno says it. Democrats are saying the new minimum wage should be $20 an hour. Already. There we go. So thank you. Ian. Ian's already on board. Yes, absolutely. Paula says, I don't think people are necessarily lazy, but they like flexibility. I would buy that too. Yes, I think that's also true. Flexibility is why I made the career choices that I did decades ago. I can put in 12-hour days, work weekends, um, do 70-hour weeks, and not flinch. But I like split shifts and odd hours. Oh, okay, there we go. I think during the lockdowns, people started to like the flexibility of working from home and working hours on their family's needs. I could be wrong, just my opinion. No, I, I think there's some validity to that completely. I haven't had a job, if that makes any sense, in probably 15 years, more. I've been a consultant the last 15 years. My own company. That's it right there. That's in my company. You can't see it, but it actually says Neosage there. Um, but that's in my company. So I actually ha- have, ha- haven't had a regular job in, in many years. 
And so, yeah, I have a lot of flexibility. How could I cross the state as I do? How could I do this show as I do? How, because I'm my own boss. I do what I like. And But that's a hard lifestyle too, Paul, right? Your lifestyle you've chosen is good for you. Some people will be like, that's crazy. I would never do that. Some people would never do what I do, right? I have amazing good months sometimes where I make tons of money and other months where I make nothing. When I say nothing, I mean donut, nothing, where no money comes in. I'll sometimes go months where no money comes in. Then I have three or four months that are exploding, that are amazing. You blow people up. Oh, my God, you make so much money. All back and forth. My my, And some people could never do that, right? They want to know I'm getting my check every month or every two weeks, whatever. I don't have that. If I don't work, I don't get paid. I get a big client, I start getting big checks. I don't get a big client, I don't get big checks. I get smaller clients, I get smaller checks. So that that's how that's how my lifestyle is. And some people like that, some don't, right? I could afford to go into debt when I ran last time, which I did. I didn't take a salary for a year. I went into debt. And then people say, why didn't you run again in 2020? Larry, we need you in 2020. Because I was broke from running in 2018. That's why. I was broke. That's the reason. I didn't make up all the money that I lost in 2018. That's the reason. Otherwise, maybe I could have run in 2020. I was still working, trying to make some cash. So I'm, I had to get my money back up so I could punish myself in 2022 and not get paid. Anyway, lottershowup.com <laughs> slash donate. Anyway, but yes, uh, I totally understand, Bola. I totally get it completely. Yes. Dan says, or asks, has unemployment dropped because the extra money the unemployment got from our government is no longer in effect? Just wondering. I think that's the issue, Dan. I think it has, but not by as much as they expected. What they expected was, okay, the second the, the government, you know, extra cash is not in effect, boom, everybody goes back to work. That's not what happened. Some did. It got better, but nowhere near what they thought it was. And that's why I'm saying it isn't only the money. It is the money, but it's also, I think, what Paul is talking about, what Nazim's talking about. I think that's what they're all talking about. It's not just the money. It's also, they like the flexibility. They like different lifestyle. And some people are just going from doing things that they want to do now. And a lot of people are working either as entrepreneurs or in the black market. Those things are happening too. So yes. David says, it's one, better government benefits discouraging work. Well, that's gone away though now, I think. Well, it's going away. No, it's gone, right? I think that went away this month. That, so that so one is now gone, right? That's what I was about with just Dan just now. Two, people want better paying benefits. Yes. They see these people going on strike and they say, me too, I want that. That's the point. Yep. Three, people working under the table. Yep. That's the black market I'm talking about. Yes. Or gig work. Yep. Hence the IRS snooping bank accounts of 600 bucks. That's the real, real reason, isn't it, David? I'm glad you caught that. A lot of people didn't. They thought, oh, it's just government doing this. Or some people go, well, no, it's to take care of the rich people. No, you got it. It's because they know a lot of people are going to the black market, doing gig work, not reporting stuff. So they go directly into bank accounts to get paid. This is a money grab. You are totally, David, well done that you saw that. A lot of people aren't seeing that, 100%. If liberals thought that millionaires and billionaires were hiding money in bank accounts of around 70 bucks, they were misled. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's the funny part. The millionaires and billionaires, they write the rules. Their money isn't like, the Cayman Islands or something. It's not at, you know, Citibank. It's not there. Your local credit union. It's not there. I'm a billionaire. Where's your money? Ah, the local credit union. Of course not. So you're totally correct. That's absolutely right, David. You're right. Yes. All right. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, Matthew says, yes, the government decides what truckers can do, spoken from experience. The federal government decides everything that, that, that truckers do? Ouch. Ouch. So they decide if they get if, if they get vaccinated or not? That okay. I stand corrected, guys. They shouldn't do that either. <laughs> so how about that? Got it. They shouldn't do that either. Also a terrible idea. Why are they deciding how they should be hiring and firing? Terrible idea. I stand corrected. Thank you. Oh, Davis, the same thing. Truckers have to follow federal guidelines. There we go. So I stand corrected. So there we go. But bad idea either way. Yes. Al's employer employees had better health benefits before the Obama era. Really? Well, small business owners, I think some of them did. I don't know. I, I, you don't have to look at that. I'm not sure about that one. It's a good one. All right. Let me see. Let me keep going down here. All right. Um, hold on. Dan says, how about all the ships sitting in the ports filled with containers, another government ploy? I don't think it's a government ploy. I don't think it is. I think, again, I'll go back to this. I don't think they cared. All the damage that's being done. And look, I could be wrong. You guys might show me that I'm wrong later. What I think is the damage that's being done is not intentional. I don't believe the government's going, yeah, this will screw them. I don't think that. I think they're doing what they want to do. And when damage happens, all right, fine. Remember something. No matter what happens in those ports, no matter what, every government employee is getting paid. Every government lobby is still getting big dollars. They're still getting paid. So their lives doesn't change. Now you work at one of those ports, you might be screwed. Your business needs to get stuff in so that you can you know, move your, your, your product and service forward. You might be screwed. They're getting paid. So whatever. And I'm not trying to be flippant about this. I'm, not, I'm saying they are. They don't care. Either way, if the ports are rushing in, awesome. The ports aren't. Awesome, I'm getting paid. And that's how they actually look at it. I wish that wasn't true. But if you look at so many of the people who are in charge, particularly those who are running for office or in their or, or currently, you know, um, elected officials, people in their worlds, they're getting paid. They're looking for the next grift. That's it. Many of them know nothing's gonna change. I'm not making this up. You can they don't they know nothing's going to change. They know nothing can get changed. There's gridlock. When's the last time they voted on something? And think about that. What are they voting on? They're voting on just, can we keep the government going? That's the vote. Can we keep the government going so we can keep grifting? All right, let's keep grifting. That's it. So, yes. All right. Um, Dan says, the reason we have TSA is because the public screamed for tighter airport security in 11. Yes. Yes, Dan. I say this all the time. Constantly. All the time. The biggest issues that we're worried about always come to pass because of afraid Americans. When Americans are afraid, we do bad, stupid things, make bad decisions. The TSA was one of them. You are correct. We have to remember every time the government gets bigger, it's because the American public demands that they do something. Yes. The worst phrase I hear come out of people's mouth is, there should be a law. Because that's the answer, Dan. I'm mad. There should be a law. I'm scared. There should be a law. There we go. That'll teach you guys to act the way you act. Torrance says, Larry, anyone interested in your thoughts on Americans being disarmed while black criminality is being praised and black supremacist groups stockpile on weapons? 
Are black supremacy stockpiling on weapons? I didn't know that to be true, Torrance. That's that's this is first to me. The first time I've seen this. Black supremacist groups are stockpiling weapons. I, I was unaware of that. Um, why do you think Americans are being disarmed? I think Americans are being targeted so that when they want to disarm you, they can. Right? They create all the rules and regulations and laws so that when they decide, oh, Torrance is a bad guy, then they raid your house. And no matter how many weapons you have, they call it a stockpile, right? You could have two pistols and, and 200 rounds. They'd be like, and Torrance had a stockpile of weapons and an arsenal of ammunition, hundreds of rounds, Right. And people go, oh, my God, Torrance was a crazy guy ready to kill everybody. That's what they'll be thinking. I think that part's true. And they'll, they'll have nine laws that you didn't even know about that. You're now a bad guy and a, and a violent felon because you had a certain type of magazine or something. They just made this law. Up. And that magazine's the evil magazine. You had that one. So that's five years in prison or whatever. So they do that kind of thing. Are they? Disar- the reason why I'm more about disarmed is when you say disarmed, you feel like people are going house to house. And the house to house thing isn't happening. That's that's not what it's about. The system that they've been using has not been house to house. It's been a whole lot more covert than house to house is overt. That's not going to happen, right? That's not a thing. It's covert. It's making everyone who doesn't own a gun think that everyone who does is crazy or weird or, you know, uh, um, somehow going to get you that kind that it's that mindset, that cultural change, which I've seen happen a lot recently. Right. If you have a gun, something's wrong with you. Why are you afraid? Right. That mindset. And then so many rules that whenever I want to come after you, I can. That's what I've seen. The many, many people don't know this, but until COVID, COVID changed this. Prior to the COVID lockdowns, there were more and more guns in America being owned, but by less people. There were actually less a, a less amount of gun owners, but more guns. Gun owners were purchasing more guns. They were creating arsenals and stockpiles, right? That was happening. Since the COVID lockdowns, that's changed. Now we're getting more gun owners, and particularly those who are of color, black, black and Latino. That's particularly more of those. So I don't know, Torrance. This is a tough one for me. I didn't even know that was a thing, so I don't really have an answer for that one. The disarm piece bothers me. It's not house to house. It is a cultural piece that's making that happen. I hope that's clear at least. So Paul asks, do you think the libertarians are positioned as a party to take advantage of all the buyer's remorse we see now in America? Are we ready to win elections, not just arguments? If not, then what do we need to do to get there besides supporting likable candidates like you? That is the only answer, Paula, is to support likable candidates like me. What else could you do? I'm teasing, but I'm not teasing. Do I think the party is ready? No. Libertarian Party is a disaster. It's not ready for anything. It's a disaster. Libertarian Party does one thing very well. One thing very well. And I depend on them for this, and so do most libertarians. One thing very well. Ballot access. Man, do libertarians do that well. We go out of our way. We jump through hoops. We sue. We get signatures. When it comes to getting on a ballot, nobody, no party, no group is better than we are. This is, this is, that's our jam. You need to get on a ballot? We got you. We know how to do it, when to do it. Doesn't matter. That we're good at. Everything else? Hmm, not so good at. But the panacea, the cure-all, is what you just said. It is good 
candidates. That's the panacea. When we find good candidates, we got to get behind them and push them forward. Most people come to our movement because they hear somebody say something that makes sense. That guy said something made some sense. Huh. Let me go see what these guys were about. That's like me it was Gary Johnson. Lots of people was Ron Paul. A lot of New Yorkers, it was me. All depends upon where it is. It's someone who said something that makes sense. The biggest issue is that. Get behind. And when I say get behind, I mean several things. I, I say all the time, like, comment, and share. That does matter. Show up. When I'm at an event, if you're in the area, show up. That matters. These things matter. Showing up matters and talking about it does matter. Take those tests I was talking about. Those tests matter too. People hear about it. It's more and more people knowing about it and hearing about it. And, and that really is the answer. It has to be a cultural change. That's the end. By the way, if you're not in New York, I, I hope you support me. But there are some people running outside of New York too. There are people running besides me. Um, off the top of my head, I immediately always think of next year, Arkansas. We got some great people running our Arkansas. Ricky Harrington is running in Arkansas for governor. If you're in Arkansas, you should be supporting that guy. He's amazing. He's awesome. Please support him. Ricky Harrington, Arkansas governor. Awesome. Please go check him out. So also Oklahoma, Natalie Bruno running for governor. We got people running for stuff. We got people running for stuff. So get out there and check him out. Absolutely. All right. Um, Dixie says, oh, that's someone else. Okay, that's not for me. Sorry. Let me keep going. Uh, you guys going back. Thank you for going back and forth. I appreciate that. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Avi says, Larry, when you run, would you consider taking a cabinet position, assuming a Repub wins governorship? Um, you, you, would you also have an alternate governorship where you run together to consolidate voters? Uh, an alternate who's in charge of the course of one term? Um, I'm not sure where you're going with this, Avi. Um, a Republican is not going to win the New York governorship. That's not going to happen. It's three to one Democrat to Republican. Only one of two pe- pe- the people are going to win the governorship of New York State. Only one of two. A Democrat or an outsider. That's it. There's zero chance of Republican winning. I, I don't mean to be mean. Zero. Republicans have not won a statewide election. Governor, senator, lieutenant governor, nothing. AG, controller, have not won a statewide election in 20 years. It's not happening now. The state's bluer than it's ever been. So no Republican is going to win a statewide election in New York State next year. That's not, that's a fantasy. And Republicans in New York State will tell you all day, this is the year we're going to Absolute and utter garbage, never going to happen. It's a fantasy. They're saying it because they're grifting you. They're taking your money. They are literally stealing your money. They know they can't win. They're not going to win. And they're asking for your money anyway. They're gonna, and worse, they're going to make no impact. As you said, they have no ideas. They're not going to change a thing. They're just going to steal your money. And they're going to do nothing. How do I know that? What happened the last time? Time for that? Time for that. Time for that. Yeah, all of the last five times, it's exactly what happened. Some guy comes in, says, I'm going to do it. Takes your money, totally fails, and then goes away with your money. That happens every time. Except this guy. I took your money too. But I stayed. And I made impact. And I'm still making impact. And I'm still staying. I'm the exception. So a Republican's not going to win a governorship. It's not going to happen. It's going to be an outsider or a Democrat. That's, that's it. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm just being clear. <laughs> All right, so if I can keep going down here again. 
Um, how is the full sharp going? Doing well. We've done almost 30 stops. There need to be 62 total. We should finish all of them by December. December, we should finish all of the, the stops. I will hit every single county in New York State. I've done it four times. My fourth time to do it. So, yes, absolutely. Um, peak clock, 28, 28 trillion, 428 billion, 906 million, 747,000. $685.35, the national debt, Pete Clark. By the way, good seeing you, Pete. Pete was at one of my events uh, this weekend, so thank you, Pete. Good to see you. Yes, that is national debt, and it keeps going. Just just keeps going. Yes. The night shift asks, do you believe the U.S. government's on its way to collapse? No, not the government. No. The dollar's in trouble, but they just rebooted. But the government, no. The government's still strong. It's not going anywhere. The government is not going to collapse. I don't, I don't see it right now, at least. I don't see the U.S. government on Twitter collapse at all. It's as strong as it's ever been. Um, look at what it just did. It locked down the country, and we sat back and took it. We sat back and took it. It, it decided who was essential and not, and we took it. It's forcing people to put stuff in their veins, and we're taking it. So if you think the U.S. government's weak, you're not paying attention. U.S. government's as strong as it's ever been. It is super strong. Our economy's in trouble, but the government's totally strong. Have you seen the I don't know, military going against it or something? No, government's super strong, totally fine. Government's not going to collapse. Nowhere near. It's as strong as it's ever been. Let's see if I can do this. Uh, John says, nobody's providing any answers. Correct. Yes, I've been saying that for literally four years. Yes, I've been saying that for four years, and people just don't get it. Yes, absolutely. So... All right. <laughs> That's good. All right. Um, Ian says, I'm feeling this the same the same way I've been stuck in a union contract and watch other companies pass us by in wages. $23 to $27 uh, dollars an hour to work at Walmart and target benefits. Is that right? Ian, I'm shocked to hear that. Wow. I am shocked to hear that. I didn't think that was happening. You know what? Maybe a union will get me stronger. Or maybe Walmart will get unionized. Or maybe Walmart's trying to not unionize. Maybe that's the way of defending against unions. That kind of thing. That way I would think. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Dustin says, doesn't California lose a seat and Texas gain one? I think Texas gained two, if not mistaken. I think Texas gained two. Florida gained one. New York lost one. California lost one. Illinois lost one. So, yeah, I think that's how it worked. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, let's see here. Um, are you on Odyssey? I'm not yet. I need to be. Yes, I need to be though. I'm I'm working on it, guys. I am working on it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Stephanie. Hey Stephanie. Uh sounds like after you hire them, you are forced to fire them eventually since they don't show up for work. They qualify for unemployment because they were fired and didn't quit. Ooh, Steph, look at you. Yep. That's the scam, isn't it? So they jump on board. Go, I'm hired. You fire them. Thanks for the bennies. Get my stimmy check and my bennies, and life is good. There we go. I like that. You get, and you get to pay the bill. There we go. That's a bad system. You shouldn't have that system. Chris says, my company gets so much pressure to use union workers that we are constantly scraping the bottom of the barrel to hire people who don't join their first day, are too lazy to work, or can't show up sober so they're able to keep good workers. We waste a ton of money on background checks that are required by our clients and people who don't show up. 
I see that constantly. I do. Right. This is a cultural change, Chris. It's a cultural change and it's not going well. The, the American worker's in trouble. And the problem is the good American worker isn't rewarded enough to make up for the bad American worker. Right. That's one of the issues we're having. And we have to start working on this piece. You're totally correct. Yes. Robert says, is it possible to get into Republican primary? It is. Um, I'm considering running and I'm considering getting many lines. Right. I'd like to get the obviously I'll get the libertarian line unless my libertarian party screws me over somehow. But I'll get that line. Um, I'm looking at running a Republican primary. If I win the Republican primary, I get the Republican line, too. And the conservative line, the conservative line already likes me. They would take me anyway. Um, so that would be three lines right there. I may be able to get maybe the independence line. Possibly I could work. I'll take uh, Yang's forward line, too. I'll take them all, right? If I could take multiple lines, three, four, five lines, now I have an extra chance at really winning this damn thing. So, yes, it is possible. It's not going to be easy, right? The establishment Republicans aren't going to want me to be in their primary. They're going to keep grifting. That's their job, right? The establishment Republicans are grifters. They want that. I'm hoping they'll decide, you know what? Let me give um, this Larry Sharp guy a chance to motivate you know, the non-Democrats in the state. I hope they'll do that. So we'll see. So Rob says, thanks again for all your traveling this past weekend. Pleasure to finally get to meet you. Oh, I'm glad. I forgot to ask about your positions on YouTube control of vaccine conversations. Um, it is a terrible idea, and it's been hurting me personally, Rob, because I talk about whatever people ask. So when that happens, they shadow ban me. And all of a sudden, you look at my YouTube channel, and I've got 40,000 subscribers and 25 views. Or my, my Facebook page. 85,000 uh, subscribers and 500 views, 1,000 views. Yes, they, they turn that down like there's no tomorrow. And the problem is it's not making things better. People aren't going, oh, now I believe all the stuff you want me to believe. Nobody's doing that. The reverse is true. Now people are upset. They're angrier as always. It's, it's bad. It's not helping. It's just making us more divided, more and more divided. Absolutely. So... All right. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see here. Okay. I don't know what movie you like. Oh, who doesn't like 80s movies? Yes. All right. Some people don't. Some people don't, Joe. I do. I'm giving my age away. I was in high school in the 80s. I, I did a Marine Corps in the 80s. So that's like, that's my thing. That's how I know all the 80s movies. So that's, I'm giving my age away, but that's, yes, absolutely. Yes. Any K. Anyway, yes. 100%. All right. Torrance says, Larry, they're planning. Maybe, Torrance. You, you know, I have to see some more proof of that. Uh, unless you're saying, you know, unless you're saying they're planning for when the bad thing happens, that I buy, right? They're Oh, they're waiting. The bad thing happens. Here's the plan. Do it. That I would believe. But they're planning the bad thing. Hard for me to hard for me to, to buy that one. I'm open to, to being wrong. I feel like they're not. I feel like they're just waiting for the bad thing to happen and then they do the thing. That's what I, that's what I think. So yes. Alice says, maybe if our local news told truths, people realize we are being played. Alice, to be forward, local news is being destroyed. It's being controlled by permanent money. It's being, being controlled by massive you know, media conglomerates, um, most, to include local newspapers. Everything local is being trashed. It's hard to find good local, which is why so many people go to podcasts. That's why the podcasters are doing so well, because your point's a valid one. Try to find good local news? Really hard. 
I think you can do it, but man, I mean, you're taking so much. It's it's hard to do. You're correct, um, but it doesn't exist anymore. So that's the problem. All right. Um, Nate says the push and planets to sell vaccines. That's them, in my opinion. I think you're actually right on this one, Nate. And why do I say that? Some of you may have noticed this since they've been doing the code vaccines. If you some of you don't watch TV like I do, I have to watch TV for you guys. Is that my excuse? So no, but I do. I try to watch at least two hours of news every day. Yes, I watch begrudgingly sometimes CNN. It's almost unwatchable. But I try to watch MSNBC and Fox News and some of the local news channels when I can to at least kind of stay up on what the average mainstream person's hearing. And what I've been seeing, Nate, believe it or not, is other vaccine commercials. Vaccines for shingles. Yep. Vaccines for the flu. Yep. Right? I've been seeing other vaccines. Commercials. You can get vaccine. But what? Vaccine for that? Yeah, you can. Vaccines for that? Yeah, you can. I've been seeing other vaccine commercials. I think maybe right. I, I think maybe right. Yes. Um, how can it not be a managed decline? Oh, is that the plan? So you're saying a managed decline is a plan. Baby. You and Torrance trying to get me, aren't you? You're trying to get me. All right, let me let me think that. Maybe. I think they know it's an obvious decline. I mean, you you'd have to be you'd be blind to not see the decline, right? I mean, clearly it's happening. You see the debt. I mean, Pete's popping debts in our face every single five minutes, right? I'm saying, you, know, you see the debt, you hear people talking about it. I think you feel the decline. You see us divided more than ever. So you think that's the, the plan is to manage decline. Let, let me think about that one. Torrance, this guy's on your side. Anyway, let me let me think about this one. Maybe. All right. Cody says, when you were at Old Factory the day in K- Cairo, that's not pronounced Cairo's from Cairo, New York, you brought up a lot of great points about how we can reassess the tax budget. What other ways do you think we can get New York to want to actually live here and not leave? Tax is a critical piece, but the other one is by, without question, embracing new technology, which we do not do well in New York State. New York State likes old money. The problem is the old money is leaving. Finance used to follow, I'm sorry, tech used to follow finance. Those days are over. Now finance follows tech. Tech used to rush to New York because all the financiers were in New York City. Well, that's changed now. Tech rules everything and moves everything now. So now the, the finance people follow tech. They're going to Austin. They're going to San Francisco, to a minor amount Florida, a little bit Nashville, but mostly they're going to, to Austin and San Fran because that's where tech is. So they're leaving. We have to be able to say, look, no bit license. Let's 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 embrace blockchain technology, right? None of let's do that. Let's embrace cannabis. Let's do that. Let's let's fix our Erie Canal and literally create hovercraft technology that can go in a canal because of the low draft. Let's do that. I mean, we do stuff like that. People will want to be here, and of course, allow for small businesses. That's another great way of doing it. They'll want to stay. That's the most important piece. So yes, all right. Here we grab a couple more more of these. <clears throat> Elon moved from California to Texas. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yes. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, War Games is the 80s. Also true. Yes. Shall we play a game? Yes, 100%. Another one. All right. Joe says, I can't stand mainstream TV news. Listen to local political radio. That way I can call in with my two cents rather than just yelling explicit TV. Also good. Yes, absolutely. 
Goonies, yes. Breakfast Club. Oh, my God, you guys are killing me. Yes, absolutely. 100%. A lot of good, it's true. A lot of good movies from the, from the 80s. I, I actually like that. You're right. You're right. I agree. That's good. Uh, John says, I heard Yang talk about ranked choice voting. What do you think? Love you. I'm totally in. I did a whole thing on ranked choice voting, open primaries. To be to be forward with you, the forward party actually has a lot of ideas that I agree with. Not jumping on the UBI to be forward with you, right? Could I could I could I deal with a, a negative income tax scheme? I'm open to it. I'm open, but the UBI thing that we're not there, but some other stuff I am right. Like I want open primaries. I think that's a great idea. I want ranked choice voting. Good idea. So look, I'm, I'm okay with this. We can talk forward and Yang and, and I, we can talk. We'll find the right answers. Absolutely. Yes. I, don't, I, I will definitely, I will definitely be looking at those hundred percent. Yes. So, all right. Um, Michael says, buy precious metals. I guess it's something. Sure. I guess that's something. Sure. Um, all right. Ryan says, Larry, have you been to the Utica, Herkimer area yet? Dan Hubble can't wait. Um, I, I'm heading to Utica coming up here. I've been to Utica many times. Um, so, yes, I was just in, I was just near Utica. No, no, no. Yeah, I was near, but I wasn't in Utica yet. I was just near U- Utica recently. So, yeah, I will be back in the area again, of course. Um, I spent a lot of time in that area. 100%. Yes. All right. Um, let's see if I can keep going here. Um, Joe says, who's running for U.S. House of Representatives in Florida? Joe is. Yes, he is. So please check out Joe. Um, he he is actually uh, running. Another guy you can support. Support guys just like Joe. A lot, a lot of people are running around around the country. It is important for us to support as many as we possibly can. Yes. Sam says, I, I also am enjoying the random events where people are shouting, let's go, Brandon. Very nice. Because we hope that people are waking up to how much the media is in bed with one party. Objective media is dead. It's hard to find. I would agree. Yes. Right? It it is absolutely hard to to, to hard to find. That's what I would say. Yes. All right. So uh guys, please remember, like, comment, share. I say it all the time, I keep saying it. Like, comment, share. It does matter. It helps tremendously. Please do me a favor. Help me out. It's free. Take one of the surveys, one of the tests on theadvocates.org. Click that link right there. It's the Advocates for Self-Government. They are the sponsor of the show. I, it, they matter. It matters. It makes, it makes my team happy. It makes me happy. Keeps the show going. And it's free. Take the survey and share it. I can't get Share, share, share. So much. Share it. Let people know. Have the conversations. It does matter. It's how people begin to understand what we're trying to achieve here. So please, I know it takes a couple of minutes. Not killing you. Take a couple minutes, take it, and then share it. It does matter. If you've taken that one, there's like seven surveys there. Pick the one you want to take. Take one of them and share it. It does matter. It helps me out. If you want to support the show, please feel free, of course. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. Throw me a couple bucks a month if you want to. You don't have to, though. If you don't want to, if you don't have cash, no worries. Take that survey or like, comment, share. Helps for free. Please do it. Guys, thank you so much for this evening. I appreciate all the time you gave me. I will try to do some more shows. I'm not traveling as much these next couple days, next couple weeks. So I'll be here to do a couple more shows. I will see you all tomorrow.